I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Fronting Up with former England cricket captain Michael Vaughan. This is season two of the podcast and it's all about proudest moments. Uh, proudest moments. Um, I, I mean, signing my first contract at Yorkshire as a 16-year-old. Um, it was an academy contract. I was actually the first to sign, not being born in the county. Um, I always remember there's a big press day at Sheffield Collegiate, Aberdell Park, with the coaches, me signing on the dotted line. All, all the news channels were there. And a certain Sachin Tendulkar uh, from India signed a couple of weeks later. But I was the first to sign on the, on the dotted line. Signing a, a four-year contract, it was when I was about 19 for Yorkshire. That was a, a proud moment. I'd played for the academy. I'd got a two-year contract, then extended it with another four years. Four, getting the England cap off NASA, Hussein, and Joburg. Proud moment. I think scoring my first century for England, uh, that was as proud a moment because you know you've got uh, the real stamp of approval. Uh, scoring a, an international test match century, that was against Pakistan. Uh, that was a nice moment. There's no better moment, uh, and I believe in, in British sport, of uh, receiving the call to be the England captain. I guess these days they have to go through interviews and I'm sure you have to do a PowerPoint presentation of why you should be the captain. Well, back in my day, uh, it was pretty much a phone call. Um, there was no interviews. David Graveney, I remember it. I was playing the Hillside Golf Club. I was playing with David O'Leary, actually, ex-Leeds uh, United manager. Uh, David Graveney ran me up and he said, uh, look, NASA's stepping aside. This was for one-day cricket. Do you think you should be the England one-day captain? And I said, yes. And he said, why? I said, oh, I think I'll improve the team. Anyway, he's put the phone down and 10 minutes later, I think we got to the second tee. Um, he ran me and said, right, you're the England captain. That's pretty much how it was back in those days. I uh, got the test job at the, the end of the first test in 2003. NASA on day five decided that he wanted to give up. Uh, so he came and spoke to me and says, right, you're the test captain now again. No interviews. I got you know, passed over the reins pretty much on that Monday. We were starting again on the Thursdays. And I always remember ringing my dad and, and, and saying, oh, dad, uh, you know, I'm going to be the test captain. And he just said, oh, good, bloody hell, they must be struggling. <laughs> I guess that's my uh, kind of down-to-earth mentality because uh, dad was always like that, which is, which is great. Uh, I think the problem, I mean, proud, obviously winning the Ashes in 05 was, was proud because it, it, it was a, a two and a half year build up to what we were trying to achieve. It was a, you know, a, a process driven uh, performance uh, selection to make sure that we had a team that could potentially uh, frighten Australia. We, we, we didn't think we could win, but we, we thought we could frighten them. But we knew we were playing against a, an incredible cricket team and, and everything had to fit into place for us to compete with them first and foremost. But Everything snowballed. Individuals found their form, found their, their confidence, which is so important when you're playing against Australia. Uh, and it just kind of all came to fruition uh, over a, a five-game period. So that, yeah, obviously is a, a hugely proud moment. Captain in England for, for 51 test matches. I kind of look back now and think, wait a minute, there's not many done that. 
Um, there's not many get the opportunity to captain the country and particularly to, to, to kind of hang on to the realms for uh, pretty much a six-year period. So, yeah, I look back at that as a, a very proud moment. I kind of probably glossed over it because, it, it, you know, when you're playing and you're doing it, you kind of think, oh, it's just kind of natural. This is what happens. But the older I get, I kind of look back at that and, and realise that that's, uh, you know, something very, very special to get the opportunity to captain my country for such a long period of time, over 51 games. I also actually look from 2009 since I retired to now, you know, we're in difficult times and the world's uh, pretty much been turned upside down. But, you know, over the 11 years that I, I finished cricket, I, I've managed to find myself in a different career. And I think that's the, the hardest thing to do as a sports person, to actually be identified in a different career. You know, people will see me in the media. You know, I've now been in the media 11 years. I've had my own show on Radio 5 Live for 11 years with Phil Tufnell. There's not many shows that last that long and we're still going. Um, obviously, being involved in Test Match Special is a complete honour. I feel very fortunate to, to do that and have done that for 11 years as well. I've got contracts in Australia uh, for a number of years, which, again, it, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I kind of gloss over and say, oh, you know, but, you know, everyone does that. Well, not, not everyone does that. You know, Not everyone gets that opportunity and not everyone, you know, can do you know, what I'm I'm setting out to do, um, so yeah, proud of, proud of that. You know, in business as well. I, I don't speak a, a great deal about my business life, but uh, there are businesses that I've created uh, with people that are still going and going well, even through these difficult times. I'm managing to 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 continue through. Uh, there are brands and creations that I've been involved in creating that uh, again are coming to fruition, and opportunities are are being driven through them. Uh, whether it's a drinks company, an innovation company. You know, there's so many other areas of my life away from cricket that, you know, I wouldn't say I've, I've been Premier League success with, but, you know, I'm championship. And we're, we're hopefully going to get promoted to the, the Premier League uh, pretty soon with a few of them. But to to kind of be involved in businesses and people and uh, other areas of my life, which I wouldn't have even dreamt about uh, when I was being a cricketer, you know, it makes me proud that I've been able to diverse away from not just being uh, someone that played cricket, she talked about cricket, which I guess people see me as and think, oh, that, that's so easy to do. Well, it is, of course, because I've got uh, a huge amount of information and data from my playing days uh, to be able to talk about it. But uh, not everyone can do it. So that's a proud moment. But uh, I guess the, the, the biggest uh, kind of the proudest moment is, you know, you don't necessarily hear too many talk about it is, you know, raising three kids. You know, I've got three kids, 16, 14 and 10, all thankfully very healthy, uh, very opportunist kind of mindset in all three of them, very different. You know, amazing that you can produce three kids and all of them be completely different. Yeah, so I guess that's probably the proudest thing that uh, me and my wife have managed to uh, bring up three kids and they look like they're on the right pathway to, to, to going well in their lives. So yeah, and also the, the proudest, I guess, is I, I do like a tipple of gin. You know, I've got my own gin drinks business. So uh, as much as that's been a little bit of a sideshow, Declaration Gin, uh, it's a very nice drop, which I created drunk in my kitchen on Sunday afternoon. Good night. Thanks for listening to Fronting Up. Please subscribe, follow, like, share and leave us a review. Or you can find us on social media at Fronting Up Pod. Remember the episodes are released daily, Monday to Friday. And if you're new to the podcast, don't forget to check out the previous episodes of more sporting superstars fronting up. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.